Good morning. Today is Monday, August 15th, 2022. Before we begin, just a little housekeeping. Over the next few weeks, there are going to be a number of days that I'm not going to be with you, and I will put all of those dates in the emails that I send. Also, it is on our Facebook listing and on our website, so you should be able to be updated. I'm going to miss a couple of Thursday nights and a number of days in the morning, and you'll see the schedule, but the bottom line is this week we're regular every day with God's help this week, and this Thursday night we're on, but after that the schedule starts to change. Please look for the notices and, um, and emails. What I want to share with you today is something that has transformed my life. It's partially based on a chapter in a book titled Seven Prayers That Can Change Your Life. And it changed my life. It was, it's written by Leonard Felder. I recommend it highly. Seven Prayers That Can Change Your Life. If you try to search for it, you may see another book, Seven Prayers That Will Change Your Life. That's a very different book. This is Seven Prayers That Can Change Your Life. Interesting difference in, in the title, um, but it's really excellent. So, this week's Torah portion contains the mitzvah of benching, to say the prayer after we eat, Birkat HaMazon, the grace after meals. And there is a curious requirement of this mitzvah. I alluded to it yesterday. The Torah says, Ve'elchalta, ve'savata, uve'rakta, Hashem alakecha. Ve'elchalta, you will eat. Ve'savata, and you will be satisfied. Uve'rakta, Hashem alakecha, and you will bless and thank the Lord your God. In order to be required to bless God for the food, two requirements are necessary, two prerequisites. Ve'elchalta, we have to eat. Ve'savata, and we have to be satisfied. What if you finish eating and you're not satisfied? What if you finish eating and you're still hungry? Well, in that case, there is no mitzvah to say the benching, to thank God, because we're not yet full, we're not yet satisfied. However, our rabbis came along and they legislated a rabbinic law even if a person eats a small meal as small as the size of an olive, just a small amount of food, we still say the benching. We still say Birkat HaMazon. Now, the result of this legislation by our rabbis is that there's more benching going on. Not only everyone who eats enough to be full, but even those who only eat a small amount, so there are more people who are going to fall into this category of being obligated to say this blessing, this thank you to God, the Birkatamas on the Benji. Okay. But listen, please, to this outrageous statement in the Talmud. The Talmud says as follows. The Talmud records a conversation between the angels and God. And the angels, the Malachi Asharis, say before God, God, they complain to God, God, why do you show such extraordinary love and compassion for the Jewish people? And God says, listen carefully to this answer. God said, 
And shall I not f show extra favor to the Jewish people? How can I not show them extra favor? I wrote in the Torah, You shall eat and you shall be satisfied and then you have an obligation to thank me. But the Jewish people went along and even if they have a small amount to eat, they are still going to say thank you to me. With people like this, how can I not show them extra favor and extra love and extra compassion? It's a very curious, hard to understand passage. I mean, let me ask you a question. Of all the mitzvahs that we do, all the sacrifices we make for God, this is the one that really impresses God that he has to show us extra love and compassion because we bench a few more times than otherwise we would? I mean, think of the other things we do that take such effort to fast on Yom Kippur, to give up things that we may love because it's prohibited on Shabbos or Yom Tov. I mean, there's so many sacrifices that Jewish law calls for. And yet of all of those, God is so impressed and moved because we say the benching, the Birkat HaMazon, more often than God required. It's a very strange passage, and it's a very difficult question. So allow me to share with you an approach. <clears throat> I want to show you an image, and I'm going to ask you to look at this image. And I'm going to ask you to think to yourself, what do you see? Where does your eye go? In 1927, Dr. Bluma Zegarnik, a psychologist in Europe, published research that demonstrated that most people focus on the space at the top. Most people's eye goes to the gap at the top of the, of the graphic. And this is now referred to as the Zagarnik effect, which means that the human brain is programmed to focus on the unfinished part. And that is a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing because our brain is a problem-solving machine, an excellent machine. Every day, from the moment we open our eyes until the moment we close them at night, our brain is looking for what's missing, what needs to be fixed constantly. It's marvelous. But the curse is that because of that, usually our brain won't allow us to see the line that is there. Almost all of the line is there. It's only a small part missing at the top. But our brain won't allow us to focus on feeling satisfied, on seeing what's okay, what is going well, what is complete, because our brain is busy with the deficiency, busy with the gap. 
So, the original mitzvah of benching works when the two conditions are met. Ve'achalta v'savata. If we eat, and now we're satisfied, there's nothing we need. We are full. Every need that we have has been met. If everything is perfect, if the circle is whole, nothing is missing, my brain has no problem to solve. Then I can be happy. Then I can be grateful. I can bless God for the food that I've enjoyed because I have nothing else that I need to solve. There are no problems. Everything is good. The problem is that that really doesn't help us with life because life is often not like that. And the genius of our rabbis in their legislation is to meet us where we usually are in life. We ate a kazayas of food, a small amount of food. We're still hungry. My needs are not all met. Something is wrong. Something is missing. The circle is incomplete. Life is hard sometimes. And remember, the Zygernek effect, where is our brain programmed to focus? On the gap. On what's missing. But our rabbis identified a strategy to outsmart our brain. They tell us to consciously focus on the part that is there. To say the benching, the Birkatamazon, the, the thank you to God, the grace after meals, even if we're still hungry. But you did eat, you did eat something, you did have some benefit. Say thank you for what you had. Like Dr. Seuss famously said, don't cry because it's over, smile because it happened. And here's the point. You can train yourself to not always focus on the deficiency, but on what is good, what is there. And when you do so, it will transform your life. It will make you into a different person, a much better person. It will change your life. And this is not just about eating. This affects every area of our lives. And our rabbis did not only legislate this one particular area with this theme in mind. Many of the pieces of legislation of the rabbis convey this message. For example, the way that when we wake up in the morning, the first thing we say is modani. And we say the morning blessings looking for opportunities to be grateful. I'm awake. I can stand up. I can see. I can move. I have clothes. The things that so often we take for granted. But if I look for them, if I consciously look for what is there, what is good, what is complete, I don't need to focus automatically on what's missing. What are the problems that have to be solved? And I can live a life of gratitude. This is a way 
of looking at the world. And I hope to show you later this week within the text of the benching itself, this lesson is incorporated. I'll save that for later this week. But it's a way of looking at the world, of looking for reasons to be grateful, looking for reasons to be happy. And here's the thing. Once you have that, you'll keep finding it. If you look for even one reason to be grateful, to appreciate what you have, I promise you will easily find five more. The rabbis in their legislation requiring saying the Birkat Amazon, the benching, even for a small amount of food, are giving us a strategy for having reasons to thank God constantly, even while there are aspects that are missing. God says to us in the Torah, My children, when you eat and you have enough, you're satisfied, you're full, then I ask you, my children, you should thank me. You should be grateful. If I give you food and it's enough and you're full, you're satisfied, everything is good, but we, God's children, we say back to God, even if you only give us a kazayas, even if you only give us a small amount, even if we legitimately have reason to focus on what's missing because I am still hungry at the end of this small meal, we will still look for and find the reasons to say thank you for what we have. Uve rachta, we bless God, even if we've only eaten the size of an olive, a small amount. How could God not have extraordinary love for us when we do that in the way that we appreciate God? And how could we not endear ourselves to each other when we take the same approach to them, to our spouse, to our children, to our parent, to a friend. If you look for one good thing, I promise you will find at least five more and it will make you into a different person. My friends, I want to wish you a great day and I look forward to seeing you soon in person.